Everything has a beginning and everything has an end. And that includes our world. Yes, it has a beginning. Check Genesis chapter 1. But Jesus very clearly tells us in Matthew chapter 24 and Luke 21 that it does too have an end. And believe it or not, we could very well be living in the time of the end of our world. I want to encourage you to listen with an open mind to this subject this morning. See whether the Lord may talk to you and convict you on where we live in the history of the world. God bless you. Thank you for joining us in this program. Welcome this afternoon to this program, Signs of the Times. And I know that as we open our Bibles and look at where our world is in history, that you'll be blessed and you'll leave this place being brought closer to Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you love us, that you care for us enough to let us know in the Bible what is happening. And I just pray now this afternoon that as we open the Bible and study this very important subject that you'll be with us, that you'll bless us and that we'll leave this place having been drawn closer to you. We pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen. We live in a world where we tend to think that things are going to just go on and on and on. The Bible says clearly they will not. The Bible says the earth has a start, go and read Genesis chapter 1, and it says that the earth has an end. You understand that? A start and an end. And today we're going to look at the beginnings of the end of our earth. And I believe it is not far away because in Matthew chapter 24, and if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to open to Matthew chapter 24. Jesus' disciples come to him. And they knew that the earth had a beginning and it had an end. And they wanted to know about the end of the world. What would it be like? Would we know that we are somewhere around the end? That's what These are the questions they were asking. And so Jesus sits down with them on a hillside and he answers their questions. And this chapter, Matthew chapter 24, is the great chapter that talks about what it will be like on our earth just before it ends. And it will end. Look at this, Matthew chapter 24, if you've got your Bibles, read with me, verse 3. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? Now, if I'd been a disciple of Jesus, I want to tell you, that's a question I would have asked too. What will it be like at the end of the world? Jesus gives us a whole lot of signs that tell us that the world is coming to its end. And the first sign is found in Matthew chapter 24 verse 4 because Jesus said, and look at this, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, in Jesus' name, claiming that I am the Christ, and this is what I find interesting, Jesus says at the end of the world they will deceive many. I remember when I was at Avondale College, I had a friend, her name was Nick. She was a good friend. She was, a, she was in our group at college. We used to go out together uh, on Saturday nights. We used to sit as a group in our classes. We were, we were great college mates. And uh, in one particular year, she didn't come back to college. Well, I let that go for a few weeks or so, and then I said to my friends, where's Nick? And they said, well, well, she stayed in Melbourne. And I said, well, why did she stay in Melbourne? And I found out that, that she had met this guy. Now, that's not a bad thing when a, when a, when a guy meets a girl, is it? It can be a good thing. But, but this was a bad thing because she had got caught up in a cult. 
I couldn't believe it. And so I rang her up and I said, Nick, what are you doing? How come you're not back at college? What about your education? And it was like I was talking to somebody else completely. I I almost didn't know her. And and at the time I had just got got a scholarship to go to the United States to college over there. And I was sharing this with Nick on the phone. And she said to me, oh, guess what, Lloyd? She says, I'm going to America too. And I said, ah, yes, she said, I'm going with this man I have met who, look, Lloyd, he says, you, she said, you have never heard anybody speak like this guy. He, he's wonderful. I've never seen anybody, she said, unwrap the Bible and the truths of the Bible like this man. And, and she said, it's just, you've got to come and hear him. Well, well I wasn't too keen to come and hear him. Uh, I don't know why, but, but the, the hairs on, my back, on the back of my neck, they stood up as I, as I was talking to her. Anyway, she went to America, I went to America. I never did go and see her. I finally came home from my scholarship and finished college here in Australia. And I remember one morning... It was in the break at college. I woke up and I turned my television on and there I saw, and it impacts me to this day when I speak about this because Nick was my friend. There I saw this girl and her two little boys and her husband and her brother and the entire community together with this man that she had got caught up with, a man who was now claiming that he was Christ, reincarnated, that he was the saviour of the world and that he was their way to salvation. I saw Nick and her family and her friends in that group live on CNN, live on CNN, burned to death. The man's name was David Koresh. And I never saw Nick again. She got caught up in one of these signs that Jesus tells us about. She got caught up in it and she paid for it with her life. And Jesus said, just before the world ends, I come back. He's coming back, but he said, just before the world ends, you're going to see more and more people claiming to be Christ. He said, do not be deceived by them. But that was not the only sign. He says in Matthew chapter 24 verse 6, Jesus talking to his disciples and talking to you this afternoon. He said, you want to know when the world will end? Well, he said, look at this sign. He said, you will hear of wars and rumours of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now I want to ask you this afternoon, are we in a world racked by wars? Oh, You've just got to start, stop and start to think. What are some of the wars that we're being plagued by at the moment? Iraq. We have Australian soldiers there. That just seems to be cascading deeper and deeper into a mire that we cannot get out of. What about Israel and the Palestinians? Have we got a problem there? You better believe it. Wars. Are there any other wars that you can think about that are happening in the world right now as we speak? There's trouble in East Timor. There's terrible trouble in Afghanistan. In fact, it it seems that you can almost go to every continent on the face of the planet, except Australia, and you will see wars, wars and more wars. Now, people say to me, well, that's not necessarily a sign that the world is coming to an end. Yes, it is. They'll say to me, well, there's always been wars. Yes, you're right. There have always been wars. But what makes this different? What makes this sign different than the past? 
What makes this sign different than history is that we are seeing an intensity in the frequency of wars. We are seeing an increasing amount of wars, right? And Jesus said, look, when you see this happening, he says it for you this afternoon. He says, when you see this happening, you better believe it, the end of the world is coming. This is in the Bible. But Jesus doesn't stop there. In verse 7, he says, there will be famines and earthquakes all over the place. Now tell me, are there famines and earthquakes all over the place? Famines. Stop and think about that for a moment. Do you realise that two-thirds of the world goes to bed hungry every night? Did you know that? There is a famine right now as I speak presenting itself in the Horn of Africa and it is the worst famine that Africa has faced in its entire history and I want to tell you with the media it's gone right underneath the radar. I have been to countries and I have seen the little children with my own eyes, with their extended stomachs, dying of malnutrition, with their hands in the air, with their eyes pleading for food. It makes you want to weep because they do not have enough food. There is enough money in the world to feed the world many times over, but we're spending it in armaments and military build-ups and, and, and in technology that teaches us how to fight and kill each other. And Jesus said, listen, he said, when, when the world is about to end, he said, you better know it and you better realise that there will be terrible famines. And we're just going to see the famines increase in their frequency and their intensity. They tell us that the world is groaning in its pain that is coming to an end. But he also says there will be earthquakes. Well, those of you who watch the news, are we seeing earthquakes in the world today? Can you think of some places where just in the last month or so there has been not just earthquakes but massive earthquakes? Indonesia, China, India, Afghanistan, do you want me to keep going? Pakistan, massive earthquakes, killing thousands and thousands of people. Now have there always been earthquakes? Have there? Yes there have. But what we're noticing now is an increase in the frequency and the intensity of earthquakes. And Jesus said when you see an increase in the intensity and the frequency of earthquakes, know the world is about to end. Kind of sobering, isn't it? To think that possibly today, you think of this, and and, and let the truth of the word confront you this afternoon. Possibly today you and I are living in the last days of planet Earth. Do you find that sobering too? Every sign, there are two great chapters in the Bible, Matthew 24 and Luke 21. Every single sign, except one, and I'm going to share that with you in a moment, every single sign that tell us that the end of the world is upon us is right now happening in the world you and I live in. And let me tell you something, there has never been a time in history like there is today where every single biblical sign that Jesus gives us that tells us that the world is ending, there has never been a time in history where this has been more applicable, more relevant than it is today. Every sign 
tells us that the world is about to end. Well, it doesn't finish there because there are some other great passages in the Bible that tell us what it will be like at living at the end of the world. If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through to 5. This is Paul, the great apostle. And this is how he describes the world right at the very end of its existence. And this is what Paul says. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Or fearful times, some versions say, in the last days. Do we live in fearful times? I think we do. You know, I used to speak to my grandmother. She died at 101 years of age. That's old, isn't it? And she used to tell me about the world that she grew up in. And I want to tell you that the world my grandmother grew up in in the early 1900s is significantly different to the world my little girls are growing up in. They used to go out in the day to work and to school and for their education and everything else they did. Do you think they locked their doors? No. They used to leave their doors unlocked. This is in downtown Melbourne. And they'd go and do what they had to do. Was there ever a robbery? Hardly ever. If there was a murder, it was a sensation. I'm talking right around the nation. If there was a single murder, it was a sensation. And it was in all the papers right across the nation. Is that what it's like today? People are being murdered every day. Do we live in fearful times when you come home at night and you go to bed? Do you, living here in Sydney, lock your doors? You don't, do you? You lock your doors... Do you lock your windows? Well, how do you breathe? Look, I've got to tell you, now I'm not a fanatic and I'm a big guy and I, I feel I'm more than capable of looking after myself and my family. But we live in fearful times. And when I come home at night, I go around and I make sure all the windows are closed, I make sure the doors are locked, every door is locked and the place is secure. Why? Because what? We live in fearful times. That's what Paul said it would be like at the end of this world's existence. Have a look at the text for yourself. Second Timothy 3 verse 1, but mark this, there will be terrible, there will be fearful times in the last days. But then he opens it up more. Now look at this very carefully and ask yourself, is this the world, is this the society, is this the culture you live in? Look what he says, people will be lovers of themselves. Is that a problem in our society today? Is it? They'll be lovers of themselves. They'll be lovers of money. Well, that doesn't sound like our city, does it? Boastful, proud, abusive. Whoa. Have you seen the struggle people are having on the roads these days? Have you heard of this road rage? God said, Jesus said, at the end of the world, people will be abusive to each other. Follow it with me. Disobedient to their parents. I have been working with young people almost all my ministry. And in the 20 years that I have been a pastor, I have noticed a deterioration in the relationship and the attitude of children to their parents. Have you noticed that? Paul said, under inspiration from God, that this is what it will be like at the end of the world. They will, he says, be ungrateful, unholy, verse 3, without love, unforgiving, slanderous. I tell you what, sometimes I cringe at the media, at the way they slander other 
people's good names. Do you see that too? Look, God said, Jesus said, this is what it will be like at the end of the world. He is describing, unfortunately, for better or worse, the world we live in. He says they will be without self-control. Brutal. How many of you didn't cringe at that poor little girl over there in Perth this week? Did you hear about that? Who was murdered, strangled, sexually abused, eight years of age. Inhuman. Demonic. That's what the Bible says some men and women will be like as the world comes to an end. You see, we're living in a world that's breaking down. It won't, it can't go on. We are living in a world, the Bible says, that is dying. Look what it says. Without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Now, I'm not against a little bit of pleasure, are you? I enjoy a little bit of pleasure. But there's something in the back of my mind says, hey, things are not quite right when I see millions around the world watching the Soccer World Cup. And I was there, let me tell you, cheering for Australia too, weren't you? I never want to see the name Italy again for at least another two or three years. I enjoyed watching the soccer. It caused me pain when Brazil beat us, was it 2-0? And I thought we should have thumped them. I enjoy the pleasures of life, but, but the Bible says they will love pleasures more than what? God. And billions watch the World Cup while at the same time having no concern over their eternal welfare. And God says they will be so consumed, we on the planet will be so consumed with pleasure at the end of time that God says, hey, you won't even hardly know I exist. And I want to tell you, I think that's the sort of world we live in. And then it says, as this little passage ends, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Oh, there's some very powerful signs that tell us that the end of the world is almost upon us. But there's one more that I want to share with you. Matthew, go back to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14. And this is the greatest sign that tells us the world is almost about to end. Matthew 24 verse 14 says, And this gospel... The story of Jesus. This is the greatest of all the signs that tell us that the end is near. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. And I want to tell you that the story of Jesus is going to the whole world. This television ministry, and some of you will be watching this on television, is proof that the story of Jesus is going to the world. I have stood in Papua New Guinea, in front of 20,000 plus people and told the story of Jesus to those people. I I have seen with my own eyes other preachers talking to not thousands, but in one program, millions. In one presentation, millions. In fact, if you want to go even further, some of the TV ministries around the world today have the ability to reach billions. And Jesus said when the story of his love goes to the whole world and it will and it is. He said, then the end, he says in the Bible very clearly, then the end will come. 
As we conclude this study this afternoon, I just want to recap for a few moments what Jesus said it would be like at the end of the world. He said there would be false Christs. There are. He said there would be wars. There are. He said there would be famines. There are. He then gives us, through the Apostle Paul, a whole lot of different social conditions the world would be plagued by at its very end. Every single one of those social conditions, brutality, violence, greed, lovers of pleasure, it's all there. It's all happening in our society and our culture today. The world is coming to an end. The signs cry out to us very strongly that there can't be long left. Well, what are we to make of these signs as we finish this today? I want to read a little parable, it's a little story, that Jesus, after he had gone through all these signs, shared with his disciples, and here it is. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these signs, you know that the end is near, even at the door. And what happens when the world comes to an end? Well, that's next week's subject, but I want to just share with you a little window into that this afternoon. Verse 30 of Matthew 24. You see, I don't fear the end. Do you? I want to tell you something. I actually am longing for the end of the world. And this is what the Bible says. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man, that's Jesus, coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect, those who love him, from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. At the end of the world, Jesus comes and there will be no more pain. As a pastor, I will be taking no more funerals. There will be no more crying. Jesus will come and he will end it is Jesus who will end this world and he will come for you if you love him and if he is in your heart. And I'm praying that that will be your experience this afternoon, that you'll be ready for Jesus when he comes. Shall we bow our heads? Lord, this is a wonderful chapter that we've studied today. We've only looked at a few of the signs. And yet, Lord, as we study the Bible and we look at what you are saying about what it will be like at the end of the world, we are convicted that surely that is the time we live in. Help us to have an experience with you, God, to love you and to be ready for you when you return at the end of the life of this planet is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As you study these two great chapters in the Bible, Matthew chapter 24, and Luke chapter 21, you can't help but be convicted on what Jesus said our world would be like at the very end. I want to pray that this will have an impact on your life, that you'll desire Jesus more, and that you'll want to be ready for him when he returns at the end of our world. If you would like a copy of this DVD, you can download it from our website, or feel free to call us or email us and we're very, very happy to send you out free of charge a copy of this presentation. Thank you for worshipping with us this morning. God bless you. Let's pray that we'll all be ready when he returns again the second time at the end of our world. Adore you in my